Welcome to the Meant for Good podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Holbrook, and I believe that each of us have been given gifts, dreams, skills, and ideas that we're meant to share with each other. My goal is to share stories that challenge and inspire you and I to connect with people around us because we are meant for good. Welcome back to the Men for Good podcast. I'm Hannah, and I'm so glad to be back with you guys for another episode of Friends and Fables. I love these fables from ASAP. They often address issues that I'm working through or trying to understand, or issues that I see people around me struggling with. And I can't help but wonder if these moral stories were shared more when we're young if that would help us develop stronger character and be able to address issues more easily and more honestly, more lovingly, because these are some great lessons to live by. So that's part of my goal in creating these episodes and with this podcast as well. If you think of any fables or stories that would be good for this podcast, please send those to me. All right, today there are two words that I want to define before we dig in here, and they are appearance and deception. So here's the dictionary definition of appearance. The way that someone or something looks. An impression given by someone or something, although this may be misleading. Here's the dictionary definition of deceive. Of a person, to cause someone to believe something that is not true typically in order to gain some personal advantage. So we can deceive others and we can deceive ourselves. When you deceive yourself, you fail to admit to yourself that something is true. So you can think and feel something that may seem real. It may have the appearance of being real, but our senses are flawed. They don't give us 100% of the picture and they can be easily manipulated. So we can be easily deceived And like I said a moment ago, we can even deceive ourselves through our false perceptions. And we can deceive ourselves into believing the things we want to believe instead of believing reality or believing truth. So we're going to address some of this in these fables. The first one is the lion and the statue. A man and a lion were discussing the relative strength of men and lions in general. The man contended that he and his fellows were stronger than lions by reason of their greater intelligence. Come now with me, he cried, and I will soon prove that I am right. So he took the lion into the public gardens and showed him a statue of Hercules overcoming a lion and tearing his mouth in two. That is all very well, said the lion, but proves nothing, for it was a man who made the statue. We can easily represent things as we wish them to be. So the thing about being deceived is that when you are deceived, you don't know it. And this is why we need to study logic and develop a process for evaluating the things that we think and feel. And I have four questions that can help with this. There are a lot of questions that we can ask that will help us see reality better. But these four came from Mortimer J. Adler's book, How to Read a Book. And I'll add that to the notes as a resource for you. So the first question is, what is it? The second is, what is it about? Third, is it true in whole or in part? Fourth, why does it matter? These four questions have helped me understand things that I normally would just gloss over 
or that would go in one ear and out the other. They can really help you get to the core of what it is that you're observing or reading or seeing or hearing. So I'm going to use these for this fable. What is it? A fable. A story that is meant to teach a lesson. What is it about? A man and a lion and their debate over who is stronger. The man attempts to use a statue of a man defeating a lion as proof that men are stronger than lions. But the lion contends that the evidence brought forth was made by a man who could have designed it to look however he wanted. Is it true in whole or in part? It is true that whoever made the statue could sculpt it to portray whatever they wanted, whether what they portrayed with the sculpture was true or not. Why does it matter? Because humans are constantly sculpting and shaping stories that take many forms, and we are able to present truth and to distort truth as we desire. So it is important to have a logical process that can help us reason through what we are presented with and what we are presenting so we can understand what it represents and if it is true. Again, we can be deceived by others and we can also deceive ourselves. So it's important to ask these questions, whether it's something that someone else presents to us or something that we are presenting, something that we are believing, something that we are sharing with others. We need to ask these kinds of questions so we can seek to understand what it is that we're talking about or seeing and not make assumptions about what we've just observed. I'd like to read the second fable for you now, and you'll likely recognize this one. It's very popular. The Wolf in Sheep's Clothing A wolf found great difficulty in getting at the sheep, owing to the vigilance of the shepherd and his dogs. But one day, it found the skin of a sheep that had been flayed and thrown aside, so it put it on over its own pelt and strolled down among the sheep. The lamb that belonged to the sheep whose skin the wolf was wearing began to follow the wolf in the sheep's clothing. So, leading the lamb a little apart, he soon made a meal of her, and for some time he succeeded in deceiving the sheep and enjoying hearty meals. Appearances are deceptive. So let's ask these four questions about this one. What is it? A fable. Again, a story that is meant to teach a lesson. What is it about? A wolf who takes on a sheep's skin so that he can slip past the protective shepherds and their dogs and deceive and eat the sheep themselves. The moral is that appearances can be deceiving. Is it true in whole or in part? It is true. Appearances can deceive. Our senses can be distorted. Why does it matter? We can be taken advantage of if we don't pay attention and seek to understand our surroundings and the people and things around us, the situations that we're in. There are a lot of areas of life where this is very important. Even just day to day, when it comes to relationships with people that we care about, people can be very selfish. We can distort the truth. We can deceive ourselves in an attempt to get what we want and try to present ourselves in a way that is not true, that seems altruistic. We can manipulate each other into believing that we're doing the right thing when we're not so that we can take advantage of each other. Even people that really care about each other can harm each other in this way. So the more that we learn to question lovingly, honestly, and to get to the truth, to get to the heart of things, the more we can be honest with ourselves and honest with each other and point these things out to each other. 
I could ask you questions that might help you see the truth of why you're doing something. And it might be a truth that you wouldn't acknowledge before, that you didn't think to question. That's iron sharpening iron. That's what we're capable of in each other's lives. And we're actually called to that. You know, we're called to take the log out of our own eye so that we can help take the splinter out of someone else's. That means you get to work dealing with the big things in your life, you know, asking these kinds of questions and understanding why you do what you do, if it's to help or to harm, if it's for your own personal gain, or if it's coming from a place of God's best for another person. And sometimes we can deceive ourselves and think that we're doing something for the right reason and that it might be God's best. And we do need to get to the heart of what we're feeling and what makes us feel that way so that we don't just make assumptions and act on those assumptions. Because this situation looks the same as a situation that I was in in the past. It might not be the same. You might not deal with it the same way. So we need to be able to make those kinds of distinctions. This moment right now in the present is different than the moment in the past. But if there is something that is similar between the two, I need to identify what that is and why it's similar. There may be a nuance to it, and the moment I'm in right now might just remind me of the past for a particular reason, and it might not be because this moment is bad. Maybe the moment in the past was bad, and the similarity between the two is that it's nighttime. So it's important to be able to make these kinds of distinctions and to have a logical process that helps us reason through and understand what we're thinking, why we're thinking it, if it's true, and why it matters. What are we feeling? Why are we feeling it? Is it true? This is such an important one because we can have all kinds of feelings and feelings especially can be distorted because any little thing can cause a feeling. You could be hungry and you could start to have a bad day or dislike someone nearby because you're actually hangry. <laughs> you're angry and hungry. And you might feel completely differently after you have a meal. So we need to recognize that we can be deceived very easily, that appearances are not always what they seem, and that we have the power to question these things and to come to a more accurate understanding of what it is that we think and feel and whether it's true or not, and why it matters. One last thing, I am new to logic and I'm new to developing a process like this for evaluating the things that I feel and think and believe. But these four questions have helped me a lot, along with working with a mentor and being around other people who are thinking in these terms and who challenge me and sharpen me and ask me questions. And sometimes that stuff's painful. But it's really helpful. All that to say, I'm going to share some other resources with you guys in the show notes so that if you want to work on developing more in this area, you can use those tools. I really wish that I had started to develop this when I was young. And I think there's a lot of value in it and that it can change your life. So I hope you'll take that into consideration. Thank you so much for listening and please feel free to rate this podcast if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. You can share it, leave a comment, or continue the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Substack. Just look us up at Mint for Good Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Linda Bilson. 
She provided financial support and overall encouragement for the engineering and production of today's interview. If you would like to contribute towards future episodes, you can email me, meantforgoodpodcast at gmail.com.